Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hello, everyone. It's time for us to chat today about one of my most favorite things in all the world. It is, after all, spring, and it's gardening time, and I'm so excited. It literally is one of my most favorite things to do. So one of my favorite places is on my bike, hopefully at the beach, but I'm happy to do a a rails to trails kind of thing. I love to be on my bike. I love to sit by the ocean or by babbling brook, right? I love the water and I love to be in my garden. Those are places to me where I really do meet with God in the stillness and the silence and the peacefulness of each one of those locations. I just sense the presence of God and we know that he is the Lord of creation. And so getting into the garden is one of my favorite things to do. And I want to invite you, I'm hoping to inspire, if not just downright dare some of you to actually do what you may have never done before through this podcast today, because I think that there is so much to be gained from us getting out and yes, playing in the dirt, getting a little dirty. I think there are so many advantages and not just for you, mom. I think there's lots of things for you. I really do believe in this world of incredible beyond, I mean, mind blowing distractions. I think for us to have a place to go to, to sort of sort through the junk and we've all got it to pray. I can't think of a better place where you just turn it all off, right? No screens, no earbuds, no music. You know, I'm one of those purists that I think if you're going to sit beside the the water at the ocean, you need to sit and listen to the water lap, not the top 20. But I mean, that's just sort of how I roll. I think that we are called to be still and know in Psalm 4610. And I think that we work really diligently not to do that. I think the implication of be still and know is be quiet. Uh, Lean into the silence. Let some peace wash over you. And those are three places where I really, really enjoy just, you know, on a bike, the wind rushing by when I'm riding my bike, and the ocean, the breeze, the sound of the water, and in my garden, the bees buzzing, and the, the butterflies fluttering, and the breeze, and the wafting smells. Okay, so there are There are stinging things there like bumblebees, but I'm here to tell you, they don't want to sting you. They just want to do their thing, and it's pretty glorious to get to watch all of the creatures in the garden. So, I come from a a line of gardeners. Well, I said it's a line. I have great memories. I'll start it that way. Of my grandmother, Nana Burt, in her garden, and I mean, some of my most cherished childhood memories are when I would get to go to her house in the summer and spend at least a week and sometimes two whole weeks, which was just, you know, glory. With her, she had a garden to beat the band. She was born in 1922, so she went through some hard times in her life. This woman could grow anything. Her hydrangeas were big and beautiful. Her squash, her new potatoes, her okra, her maters. 
everything that she grew, she grew well. And as a little girl, green beans, right? As a little girl to get up with her early in the morning and go out with the dew on the vegetables and pick the vegetables and then be with her when she was canning everything, that to me was living high. And she's with Jesus now, but I still think so fondly of her so often of all of those hours we spent out in her garden. So that was my inspiration where all of those hours with Nana Burt. Since then, I've, I've got a, a vegetable garden and herbs that I do, but also I actually have a butterfly garden. I've become pretty passionate about those little creatures. Uh, those of you that know me, I've been doing that for the last several years, monarchs specifically. But I just love being out in nature with God because I really do believe God is shouting. He's jumping up and down, showing off, wooing and wowing us, and we're driving by or we're focused on a screen instead of seeing the wonder of his creation. In fact, I'll chase this for just a second. One of my favorite creatures in my garden is a thing called a hummingbird moth. If you've never seen one of those, you ought to look it up. And I have had a couple in my garden, and they are just wondrous to just watch. So some of you might wonder what I do in my free time. Now you know. I, I love to sit out there when I'm not working in my garden and just listen to the creatures buzz. And even when I get caterpillars to listen to them munch on the leaves. How many people can say they've heard a caterpillar munch on the leaves? Yeah, not and occasionally I'll get some praying mantises, which are pretty cool creatures to have in your garden. Ladybugs abound. Those are all good things. Spiders are your friend in the garden. And of course, there are the critters too. But I'm here to tell you, spending time in your garden, you are going to get to see the hand of God. And so that's what I want to inspire you to do today. If you've got video access, which is available at the membership site, uh, here's a package of my favorite seeds in the world. These are zinnia seeds. These are actually from Eden Brothers. And this is the envy color. So it's actually, it's well, it's more of a chartreuse. It's not quite the color of my shirt, but they're beautiful flowers. And zinnias are annuals. But if you want something to plant that you're probably going to get something out of, right? Because some of you are probably saying, look, I've tried the gardening thing and nothing ever comes up. Well, zinnias are pretty, pretty reliable. So if you want something, I would encourage you to try zinnias because they almost always come up. And then I've got my favorite gardening gloves and my little... Clippers. These are just like a few of the items. I actually have a great gardening bag and we have spent as a family lots of time out playing in the dirt. I would let the kids choose seeds that they wanted to plant or plants that they wanted to try and we just sort of made it a family thing. So here I'm going to go through some sort of detailed things just to sort of get you started. Not a, None of this is going to be new to you, right? But just to reinforce what you're thinking, um, you do need to get some tools together to garden. Um, you might want a hat because it can get really sunny and intense, but certainly I'm a glove girl. Uh, you don't have to use gloves, but I prefer them. My Nana Burt was not a glove woman. She, in fact, I thought she was just the bravest woman on the planet. She hated grubs, the little worms that roll up like this in your dirt. You've probably seen them at some point. And she, oh, she didn't like them because they eat the roots of your plants and kill them. And she would pick them up with their bare hands and pop their heads off. And I just thought she was just it, right? She just seemed so brave to me. But I wear gloves. Nana Bart didn't wear gloves, but you know, you need something. And then a trowel, the little shovel, the claw maybe, a kneeling pad is handy. 
something that you don't mind getting really dirty. Look, you're not going to be on the cover of a magazine doing this. Only in magazines do people play in the garden and not get dirty. So I have like things that I wear only in the garden so that I'm not upset or worried if I get dirty. So that's a great thing to do. And then I have my Crocs. Yep, because they rinse. I can put them on and off and they rinse off really great um, after I've gotten all muddy and all super dirty. So those are sort of the baseline things that you need to have. And then I can't overemphasize if you're going to plant seeds, if you're going to invest in seeds, and yes, you can get some at the dollar store, and that's fine. You need good dirt. And so <laughs> I would encourage you to test your dirt, know what all of your levels are, but invest in good dirt. You don't have to dig out. You can build above a garden, but good dirt is really key. And there's so many good options now. And listen, just start small. You might start with one box garden or one two by four space in the front of your house, but you need to choose a, a sunny location is usually best that you have access to water, right? You need to be able to work it up. I'm actually spreading fresh dirt. I've got We've got a lot of new dirt to spread because I'm just dressing my gardens again because the nutrients get poured out by uh, pulled out by the plants every year. And so it's not like once you have a garden, you don't ever have to do anything again, right? So you have to redress it every year. But that's the fun of it. I love to open those bags of dirt and spread it and, you know, work it in. And I meet all of my earthworm friends that are in the ground doing their bit to contribute to the cause. So make sure you do get some good dirt and some seeds. And it's a great thing to do to include your kids in choosing the seeds, to really incorporate them in this. And here's the deal, mom, dad, this is the gospel message. That's what this is. The gospel message is can be easily told in a garden. There are so many lessons here. And not just for your kids, but also for you. I'm talking about seeds. They, they look awfully dead and hard and worthless, right? when they come in the bag. And that's another fun thing you can do with your kids is just all the different kinds of seeds that are available, right? And you can look, buy mustard seed, right? And sunflower seeds and zinnia seeds and rutabecchia seeds and all of these different kinds of seeds and show your kids all the differences. In fact, I have a huge book about the different kinds of seeds that that God made. And it's a fascinating thing to look at all the different kinds of seeds because guess what? all the different kinds of seeds, kind of like all the different kinds of people. There are so many different people in the world, right? And we all need Jesus. We all need the same things to grow. The light and water and good soil. Isn't that interesting? That's what I mean. There's so many amazing lessons when you dare to play in the dirt, when you dare to get outside in God's creation he makes it easy to give the gospel message to your kids and to live it out day by day. So get it, you know, get a bunch of seeds, go to your local little hardware store. I like to go to the mom and pop. We've got one in downtown Matthews here close to where I live. And I love to go there because those guys know their stuff and I can ask their question, them questions. They've got all these years of experience and they, when our kids were younger, they loved to show the kids around and show them everything to do or try or give them little hints. So get your seeds, get all excited, get everybody ready to go, and then talk about how does a seed work, right? So it's dead, right? It's completely and totally dead. And yet, given the right context and circumstances, given good dirt, 
and good warmth from the sun and water, guess what? That dead thing comes to life. That dead thing comes to life. And what does it do when it comes to life? It is fruitful, right? Either with, if it's an herb, you have all of these different leaves and everything that you can use to cook with. If it's a fruit, you can pick all summer long. And if it's flowers, you can bring them indoors or take them to a friend. That little bitty seed can ultimately be a great blessing when we tend it and take care of it. So really, this is a great thing to do. It's from death to life. And I I wanted to get some verses for you to study, and, and we'll put this in the show notes, but this is all through the Gospels. In fact, I did a quick Google search of the words gardening. Gardening is throughout the Bible, the whole idea of the garden. I mean, the garden was originally where God put Adam and Eve. So it's you know pretty early on in the biblical narrative, there's an issue with gardening, right? But it's through the whole thing. It's through the whole narrative. Also, sowing is through the whole biblical narrative and seeds. So do yourself a word study on all of this. There's something here. And this time of year when we've been all cooped up inside, it's time to get out, right? Get outside in the sunshine and play in the dirt. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the Word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's Word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. So we have in Matthew, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about the parable of the mustard seed, right? The idea that if we just have faith like a mustard seed, and if you've never seen a mustard seed, they're relatively small. And um, in scripture, they're referred to as the smallest of all seeds. Meaning that this, just this little bit of faith, and if you plan it, right? If you have that kind of faith in your life, wow, look how God can multiply it, right? Then there's another story in the Gospels about a man who, while he was, he planted his fields, and then while he was sleeping, an enemy came and planted weeds in his fields. Look, I have gardened for many years now, and I will tell you, weeds are a thing. Of all the things I plant in my garden, weeds are sure to come up. Some of my seeds may fail. I have planted things before and nothing ever showed up. I'll just be the first to confess that. I don't have the green thumb that my grandmother had. I mean, I'm not as good at this as she is. I am still learning. I'm I'm convinced that Nana Burke could have grown anything anywhere. She She just had it. She just had the touch. I'm still learning. I'm still reading. I'm still trying to understand what's going on. I'm still trying to understand my dirt, but I'm... I'm engaged with this process, right? But I'll tell you one thing that I can count on every year, weeds and a host of them. 
and they are the gardener's enemy. And so this parable is told about this man who plants his field and in the night an enemy comes and sows tares. And the man's servants come and they go, what do you want us to do? We planted good seed, right? We planted good seed. Do you hear that? We planted, we intentionally chose, diligently planted good seed. What do you want us to do? And in the parable, the master says, you know what? Just let them grow up together. We'll take care of it at the harvest. So this issue of sowing, this issue of weeds, it's in the passages of scripture. And then Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell Jesus, recount, uh, all recount Jesus telling the parable of the sower. A sower went out to sow and he cast his seed right? And some fell on good ground, and some fell on hard ground, and some fell on rocky ground, and some fell on thorny ground. And look, if you are going to dare, take me up on this dare, and get outside and play in the dirt, you are going to have those four kinds of soils available to you. And you're going to have an opportunity to really understand that parable at a whole new level. You can look at that in Luke 8 and Mark 4 and Matthew 13. It's right there. And go back and study the parable of the sower. And what were those different soils that that good seed, that good seed landed on? And what happened to that good seed in those four different places? We need to be mindful because the soil and the parable of the sower is representative of our hearts. The good seed of the gospel is sown widely and broadly, but what is the shape of our hearts? So I would encourage you, go back and read those passages and consider where is your heart and how are you taking in, growing that good seed, nurturing that good seed, or are you allowing the things of this world and your own hardness to make it impossible for that seed to come to fruition, to come to fruitfulness? My favorite passage on this whole thing that we're talking about today, growing seeds, is found in John 12. And you know how I feel about John 12, uh, John, the book of John. It's, it's probably my one of my favorite books in the whole Bible, but I say that all the time. So anyway, Jesus is speaking. And he says this beginning in John 23 of chapter 12 of John. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And how is he going to be glorified? He's going to be glorified by being crucified. Remember, that's why Jesus came, was to die on the cross of Calvary. That's why he came, okay? That's why he came. He says, it, the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit he who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Did you hear it? Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, our death is necessary for our life, just like his death was necessary for our life. We are called to die to ourselves. And we see that very clearly when we dare to play in the dirt, when we dare to take those seeds that are so dry and so hard and so, yes, dead, and we put them in good soil, good soil, right? 
and we nurture them. We give them sunlight and we water them and we tend to them. And guess what? They grow and they're fruitful and they multiply. So as we maintain our little garden, if it's a big garden, hallelujah. If it's a little spot, if you just want to start small, I think that's great. Just in a planter, right? Then we're just going to maintain them. And it's, it's again, analogous to us maintaining the seed planted in our own hearts. How, the water of the word. That we continually let the word of God wash over us and nurture us, right? We need the water of the word. We need the light. Jesus says, walk in the light as he is in the light, right? We're to stay in the light. Just like we need our plants to stay in the light. As you're picking out your seeds, some of them will tell you how much sunlight that that seed's going to need or that plant will need. And if you plant something that needs full sun in the shade, it won't thrive. In fact, many times it will die. And it's the same for you and me. We need to make sure we're walking in the light, that we stay in the light of his truth, that we don't wander off into the corners, right? We don't wander off the path. Thirdly, there's four points, watering, staying in the light, weeding. We know that there's a passage in scripture that says, don't let any roots of bitterness spring up among you. And there are not just uh, weeds of bitterness, there are weeds of resentment, there are weeds of frustration, there are weeds of anger, there are weeds of all manner of sin, right, that that happen to spring up in our hearts. And I'll tell you, One of the things that I've learned about weeding is you got to stay on top of it. It's very easy to let it go for a couple of weeks or put it off or maybe just even going on vacation. I mean, I'm not trying to put it off in that case. I was gone, right? And I come back and I'm like, oh my goodness, look what took over. And it's the same with our hearts. If we don't dare to do the hard work of keeping the weeds out, they will take over. They will take over. That's what weeds do, right? So we need to make sure that we're watering, we're keeping us ourselves in the light, we're weeding our hearts. Very often I'll go out and when I'm weeding, I'm praying, God, help me to identify the weeds in my own heart. Help me to be courageous enough to pull them out by the root. Help me be diligent to maintain the garden of my heart. And number four in maintenance is pruning. It is necessary. It is necessary. As you grow in your gardening skills, you will learn the necessity and the importance of pruning. It's very bad for a plant to get gangly with all of these different branches and all of these different shoots coming off of it. You have, you have to prune it so that it will be fruitful, so it will be better. I did tomato plants last year and pruning tomato plants is a thing. It's a thing. My rose bushes is a thing. It's important for us to do some pruning in our own lives, right? Very often we want to chase after way too many things. Moms, anybody? I know it's true of me. I want to do everything, right? And I I can't. So just like I can't, you can't. And so we have to dare to cut away the things that are not necessary or not part of this plan, his plan for our lives, prayerfully asking, okay, God, what do I need to remove? What do I need to let go of, right? Actually pruning. And then finally, the most exciting part of gardening is the harvest, whether it is fresh herbs from your garden for a roast or maybe some roasted potatoes 
or a soup, or maybe it's a bouquet of flowers for a neighbor or for your own dining room table, or fresh vegetables and fruits for your actual dinner feast. It, the harvest, there's just nothing like it. And the idea of harvest is also a theme throughout scripture that Jesus is going to return and he's going to bring in the harvest. Those of us who have chosen to put our hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior will be part of that, that harvest. And we can participate. We can participate in sowing his seed of the gospel into the hearts and minds of others as we testify to his goodness in our own lives. I'm going to dare you. This is what I'm going to dare you. Get dirty. Dare to play in the dirt this season. Get some seeds. Get some gloves. Get some good dirt. And talk to God. Listen to God. Dare to see God in his creation. It's a beautiful time of year to play in the dirt. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.